It's been 84 years, and I can still smell the fresh paint. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, as the Terran Confederacy falls into a state of panic as it comes under attack by both the Zerg and the Protoss, in addition to increasing rebel activity led by Arcturus Mensk, this is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Joel J.B. Fury Beauchene, and with us this week, as always, are the DG crew, starting with the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam. He's been trying to call. He's been on his own for long enough. Maybe you can show him how to love. Maybe it's Fergus Fergamon <laughs> Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Ferg. Oh, JB, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm That's good. good to hear. First, I just want to jump in and just wish everyone a very happy Pokemon Day. It is, in fact, Pokemon Day. Oh. Um, yeah, I've been glitching since? out all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a uh, nice one, uh, Steely. Emotional damage. Getting early. Can't, I can't do the mess in my head, but we're closing in on 20 days, 20 years, rather, since the uh, original OG Pokemon game was released in Japan back in 1996. And I also wanted to start this, uh, this episode off with a joke, if I will, to uh, yeah. celebrate a very special numbered... Uh, episode for us. So, Ooh. guys, what is Hitler... Oh, sorry, not is. What was Hitler's favourite sex position? Mm. This is... I, yeah, this you is know really, this. Yeah, well, it's quite, kind of clear. I just... I thought, what, <laughs> what episode are we up to? Tell us, tell us, Ferg. All right. Hitler's favourite sex position was 69. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nice one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, episode 69, dinner for two. <laughs> That's it, breakfast in bed. I've been waiting 69 episodes to use that joke, and there it is. <laughs> what did it Wonderful. use to get hard? That's it, we're done now. Yes. That's what? It. We're done with the podcast now. <laughs> That's it, 69 <laughs> yep. episodes. It's not get any better after joke. that, is yep. it? Push your chairs out from the table, folks. That's <laughs> all we started the podcast for, <laughs> so Ferg had a platform to do that joke. <laughs> Also with us this evening, we've got the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He likes your pants around your feet, and he likes the dirt that's on your knees, and he likes the way you still say please when you're looking up at him. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Look at this photograph. Every time I do a nickel back. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, hey, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for welcoming me to the show with some Nickelback, my s- second favourite Canadian band. Uh, only straight after, um, well, she's an artist, but Avril Lavigne. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Hey, Guess there's not much fucking music coming out of Canada, is there, when you've got those two to pick from? Celine Dion? 
Well, she uh, can oh, well. It's pretty early in the episode to start throwing shade at Canada, uh, yeah. Steely. You know, we, we may have uh, a Canadian listener out there. Uh, I highly somewhere. doubt it. A singular. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it's on the list. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for pointing that out, mate. It's uh, that's awesome. Love it. Finally, ah, we have uh, the Nintendo Queen Pistol yep. Pisty Pete. The pissed. <laughs> this player's going to play, 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 and the hater's going to hate, 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 hate. Baby, she's just going to shake, 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 shake. She shakes it off. She shakes it off. It's Casey <laughs> C-Mac McLaughlin. I know this one. Yes. It's pink, isn't it? I'm joking. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, the Tay. Yes. Taylor yes. Fever. Excellent. Well, Swifty. I don't have any fever. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. There we go, that, guys. Just wasn't a, breaking uh, news. Casey clunky, doesn't have a fever. Crowbar start of the show uh, today. That's, yeah, uh, I, like to sh- I like to just shove the crowbar in there just to throw yeah, a spanner I'll in the works. Shush. Break it into the safe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, uh, what have we been playing uh, this week? Uh, uh, Ferg, Ferg, uh, save I've, us! Yeah, dig us out of this hole. I think I derailed the whole thing with my uh, joke at the beginning. But anyway, what have I been playing? Been playing Nino Cooney. I think I mentioned it last ah. week. I picked it up, um, and I didn't. I think when I was talking about it last week, I might have played one hour or so. Well, I played a few more. I've played seven, and still, my thoughts that I had last week are still, yeah, ever present at this point. Just an incredible art style. Um, Studio Ghibli, incredible, incredible soundtrack. Just the soundtrack. There's very few games where I'm actually getting my Bluetooth headphones out and then connecting it to my Switch to listen to the soundtrack as opposed to listening to music or something like that. It's it's that good. The the orchestral soundtrack and, and backing music of this game is fantastic. So played about seven hours and, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's, um yeah, fantastic. Um, it's got an interesting sort of turn-based, but turn-based, but sort of live fighting action sort of thing, which is kind of interesting. Which I don't think I've really come across in a game where you you've got turn turn-based attacks, but you're also controlling your player and sort of running around in a circle. So you know, there's a bit of strategy around what attack you're going to use. What you know, you might be looking at using a spell or you know, a signature move of one of your your creatures or whatever, and at the same time you're trying to position yourself to get behind the enemy kind of thing. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with the um, Nino Cooney Wrath of the White Witch is the first one in the series on Switch. Having mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Fantastic. Um, Steely, what, what are you and uh, C-Mac playing at the moment? Well, um, C-Mac was reading a book about m- murder. So... <laughs> Uh, which mm. is just Typical made me... C-Mac. Yeah, C-Mac. fear for my life a bit. <laughs> She's getting ideas. It is a book about somebody killing a husband. Um, so Probably deserved it too, C-Mac, didn't he? That's right. I'm a pretty good one. He I did, thought. actually, didn't he? he well, yeah, he did deserve it. He was not a good guy, anyway. No, he was a prick. Um, nothing like me, thankfully. Um, so, no, but what have I been playing? Penny's Big Breakaway! Oh, I just wake up all the kids. <laughs> they can't hear anything. What are you fucking giving me the way you horn for? 
Penny's <laughs> Big Breakaway. Uh, Falling Star Games, the the team that uh, previously were, I think, Head Cannon, um, headed by Christian Whitehead and the makers of Sonic Mania. And uh, this Christian game. Christian Whitehead, friend to uh, Pixels and Pollies alike. He is. Uh, I think they're some <laughs> of his best friends. Okay. Uh, uh, just- <laughs> Sorry, am I missing a joke? Uh, when, when you boot up Sonic Mania, it comes up with the head cannon logo, and that's that is literally what it says underneath: Christian Whitehead, friend to pixels and pollies alike. Oh wow, well. he, he does. So, you know what? Uh, he has a fanciful know. haircut, and if he still has that same haircut, it's fucked. But he's good at making yep. games. Um, having haircut said checks that, out. yeah, mm. it does. Um, I mean, I can't grow any, so I'm envious anyway. Well, um, not on no. your head. No, plenty on my balls. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, Penny's nice Big Breakaway. I digress. <laughs> Penny's Big Breakaway is f- fantastic. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm about 20% in, um, and, I mean, I've played a shit ton, and I'm 20% in. So yeah. I'm super impressed. Um, it's very indicative of classic sort of 3D platformers, more in line with sort of Super Mario 3D World meets the, some of the momentum of Sonic, but it's also got kind of like a, a Jet Set Radio Tony Hawk's Pro Skater vibe to it as well because it's a lot about just comboing moves together. There's not a lot of tricks you can do, but you're utilizing a yo-yo in a lot of your traversal of the world. So you have to utilize it to maintain momentum. And the more tricks you do, you have to get a certain amount of score by the end of the level. So some levels are like 50,000, some levels are 70,000. And so you have to string up and keep momentum on your yo-yo in order to get those points up. And then in each level, there's three hidden tokens you've got to find. And those three hidden tokens that you find then they accumulate and accrue and you've got to then use them to get into the bonus worlds. So there's fucking bonus worlds as well, which I love. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of wow. shit I love in platformers. Fuck. And then um, there's... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> shit the bed, JB. And then there's also three little missions within each um, level where basically um, like the little townspeople are like, oh, somebody... Oh, somebody put water on my bacon. Quick, fry it. And then you got to do something weird in order to go and like help them. Like One guy was in this world where he was a chef and he's got this gigantic paella pan and you've got he's got butter on it and you've got to run around the pan to melt the butter before the time runs out. And it's, it's just some really mm. cool stuff like that. There's a time attack mode, which I haven't given a chance of yet, um, but... I, I'm just obsessively making sure I, I 100% each level before I move on, and I'm fucking loving it. It's nice. really, really good. I don't have a score for you yet because I, I don't, I just, after seeing I was only 20% in, I'm like, oh, do I want to give a score on this yet? No, but absolutely frothing. This is an absolute banger by Falling Star. Um, so, All right. Yeah. Nice. Well done, Falling Star. You'll have a score when I'm. Well and truly ready. Yeah. What are you, what are you playing pitches. on, sweet, um, Simi, Simo? Not the Switch. I'm playing on PS5. It's glossy. Mm. It's slick and it's smooth. Because mm. um, nice. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to play this game looking like it was fucking made on Game Boy Advance. So <laughs> I played it. I'm playing it on PS5. And considering I'm probably going to have a year uh, wait still for a Switch 2, I, I just I'm just going to play on the better hardware until I get what I want. 
That's fair enough. Anyway, but yeah, Penny. Awesome. Nice. Well, uh, before I dive into what I was uh, playing this week, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Tyson, who, uh, at our request, actually uh, did leave a comment on our uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook page uh, in regards to uh, who is your favourite video game villain of all time. And uh, he's uh, highlighted Sweet Tooth, who is, of course, the mm. villain featured in the Twisted Metal series on PlayStation, and says, uh, one of the best villains, that iconic laugh, when you know that ice cream van be close. Mm. Uh, yes, highly terrifying. And, um, yes, one of those villains that... Um, Started out on uh, video games and made it to uh, the small screen in the Twisted Metal TV show and uh, equally terrifying, especially if you've got a fear of uh, sort of sadistic clowns. So uh, I thought you were going to play a soundbite of the laugh. I was waiting. Well, that probably would have been a great idea, C-Mac, but I uh, I haven't got one uh, queued up. So, Do you want to uh, hear uh, Christopher Walken doing the laugh? <laughs> yes, please. Let's, let's <laughs> hear you never that, ask. C-Mac. <laughs> And it would go a little something like this. Ah-ha-ha! I'm coming for you! You little shit! My name's I'm coming for you! <laughs> I drive an ice cream van. I got 20 pounds of sugar in here. I'm a sweet tooth. Who needs the real... That's as good as he... Fuck that now. Emotional damage! How times with reference Christopher Walken on his podcast? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, the, the, both Max are, are out of it. They've lost it. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> we've we've uh, we've certainly given Christopher Walken uh, yeah, plenty of airtime. Uh, yeah, the show, I mean we? we, we've had uh, you're listening. Uh, Aloy <laughs> from uh, from uh, fucking Horizon, Horizon. as uh, Christopher Walken. Um, hey, I've got one for Ferg. He's playing Nino yeah. Cooney at the moment. You know, Come in the bit Nino Cooney when um, you've got a critical hit chance, mm-hmm. and they say now's your chance. Well, here's Christopher <laughs> Walken doing. Now's your chance. You ready? I'm ready. Now is your chance. You're just saying the words in his voice. Oh, nice someone one, else take someone else talk. Move on. Oh, is it, it's probably you. Yeah. So uh, anyway, thank you. What Tyson, were you playing this your, week? Uh, thanks for your thanks, Pidge, for commenting on something though. Cheers, Pidge. Yeah, we um, had a few. We had we had some. We had a few people. <sighs> and I haven't got it in front of me, so can't recall names but we had a bit of love for some of the final fantasy villains that we've seen over the years and there was a bit of love for bowser as well which i know was c max from yes. last week so yeah kudos to everyone who's getting involved on the social it's good to good to hear what you guys uh, consider your favorite villains but anyway back on track jb what are you playing mate well i'm uh, i'm ankle deep in uh, real-time strategy at the moment and mm. uh i this week downloaded um uh, a game that came out in 2019 uh, called Constructor Plus on Steam, and this didn't you is... talk about Constructor last week? I mm. talked about the original Constructor last week, but now oh. I've downloaded the new Constructor that uh, that came out only a couple of years ago, made by the same company, 
but uh, a completely revamped title. They've given it all new graphics, all new look. And uh, like in terms of single player missions, I think there's about 45 missions or something plus skirmish modes and all sorts of like uh, sort of free play sandbox style modes and, and everything. Um, they've really done a fantastic job. And if you're a fan of real time strategy or a fan of the constructor series, definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, the game's $30 on Steam. Mm hmm. But I went to another website and bought a key for ten dollars mm-hmm. and got it for ten dollars by buying a key from not Steam. Pays to shop around, JB. So um, yeah, if you if you're thinking about it, do do that. Do that. Some bargains to be had. Absolutely. Bargain. Well, that probably leads us into this week's news headlines. So take it away. Whoa, whoa, news headlines. Uh, here's Christopher Walken to tell us about the news. All right, that's a lot going on. Yeah, news. All right, that was it. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Um, fuck me. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Nintendo finally had their partner showcase direct last week, and it was full to the brim with third-party announcements. Oh, and there is Christopher Pratt doing Christopher Walken. Um, uh, notably, two games from Xbox making their way over to Nintendo Switch in the form of Pentiment and Grounded, and some more rare games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. A shadow drop announcement of Penny's big breakaway, like I mentioned, and a new trailer of Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time. All eyes are on Lika Pioro this week for correctly leaking announcements ahead of time consecutively and consistently. This showcase all but confirms a quieter year for Nintendo as more news has come out that the Switch 2 is looking to be delayed to March 2025 to get ahead of scalpers and prevent shortages. Mm. Next up. Berg's Game of the Year 2022 in Elden Ring has finally provided its first ass-blasting look at the long-anticipated DLC. Shadow of the Erdtree will be releasing June 21st this year and promises to make your, and I quote, ass-bleed like you have a stage 4 hemorrhoid sending your colon into severe prolapse. Nobody actually said that, but I can imagine that's what it would do to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there we go. thank you for giving us that uh, imagery Vision. so that yeah. we can all imagine what that would do to you as well, uh, Steve. Yeah, because I've got a. Um, no. <laughs> nah. Too much? All right. Yeah, don't keep going. I no. won't. No, that's all right. And um, look, it's a quick news segment this week. I've got one more bit of news for you. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh,. <laughs> Now to a game that has just caught Elden Ring and made it go to work on forging more PAL spheres at its home base. Uh, it's fucking PAL World back in the news mm. this week as mm. it's magically beaten Elden Ring and the best-selling game of 2023 Hogwarts Legacy in two months, wow. hitting an all-time high of around 25 million players. It goes without saying that... What? Goes without saying, doesn't it? Listen. So that's because everybody says it goes without saying, and then they fucking say something. So I just thought I'd say it goes without saying. That yep. that was the gag, and that's yeah. it. News for this week. Wow, well, that's it. <laughs> Short and shiny. Do you like news? Oh, fuck all happy.
happen? It's a little bit, but wasn't much. And there was just a tiny bit of jokes in there, because I've done too many in the past. Mm. Yes, our uh, listeners come for the gaming news and stay for the jokes about rectal prolapse. Yeah. Pretty Which, much. Uh, there's, yeah, there's plenty of them to go around, isn't there? What, rectal uh, prolapses? Or yeah, what? just yeah. jokes about them. Okay. Just Not jokes. Them, literally. We don't hand them out here at the DG crew, but... Well, um, I do. We could. I've got a fisting business. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said uh, that too quick. $100 yeah. an hour. <laughs> so, let's, let's just... Uh, uh, shift gears and move away from fisting for, for five <laughs> seconds so that we can uh, talk games again. Um, so, how did we feel about the uh, Partner Showcase announcements uh, that Nintendo put forward? Was it uh, was it just the right uh, sort of mix of, of stuff for you or was it underwhelming? Um, Ferg, your, your thoughts? Oh, pretty underwhelming, to be honest. I think, I think what Sim- Simo said, we basically got a whole... I don't know. I looked at it and was like, here's a whole soiree of games which are just going to tide us over until inevitably the Switch 2 comes out, which sounds like it's more than likely going to be into next year now. So, um, yeah, I think it it's probably going to be a quiet year for the Nintendo Switch um, outside of announcement of the next console at some point this year, assuming that if we can believe what's been reported a March 2025 release date, they're just going to be putting out the odds and sods, but there's not going to be anything too crazy to look forward to, I don't think, this year. Um, so, yeah, they're, you know, nothing terribly exciting. I mean, a couple of good Xbox games have finally made their way to Switch. If you've never played them, Pentiment, Pentiment is a fantastic game. Um, but nothing really that got me too excited. I don't know about you, C-Mac and Steely. What were your thoughts as the resident Nintendo gurus? Yeah, like it's kind of hard to get excited. <clears throat> pardon me, excited about um, a, a partner showcase. I didn't like them when they happened over COVID. I'd prefer to have not had directs at all because it's just nobody. Look, let's face face it. No, nobody wants to play these third party games on their Switch. I mean, obviously, I'm excited about Fantasy Life. The trailer didn't really show much more. It just kind of went into the things that we know about Fantasy Life, that you can change careers on the fly, and they're called lives, and that's what you you do in the game. You can fight dragons, much like the original game. And I'm just like, yeah, I just want to play that. You know, I'm, I'm excited for that game. Um, Penny's Big Breakaway being a big announcement for me because I was keen on that game anyway, but I then was like, well, it's on the PlayStation. I'm going to play it on the PlayStation instead. I want to play it on something that's going to it's going to run better on. It's going to have less load times in. I'm really glad that I did. Um, and the Xbox stuff doesn't really excite me. I'm more excited the fact that Hi-Fi Rush and um, Sea of Thieves are coming to PS5. Uh, I'm dying to play Hi-Fi Rush. Sea of Thieves obviously is the um, you know first party preferred pirate simulation experience that. Uh, in, in anyone's books, um, it's it's lasting infinitely longer than the probably, you know, better part of this year that Skull and Bones is going to last for. Um, and I, I just, yeah, like there's not much in there for, for me in a partner showcase unless it's like one partner showcase that did spin-off, like a spin-off with like Hyrule, it was like Cadence of Hyrule or something. And even then I'm like, eh, it's not a Zelda game. 
It's it's just this cool sort of rhythm game in the style of Zelda, which doesn't interest me either. And so it's, yeah. I think that they did this, obviously, because they wanted to have something to show, give people a reason to get excited for games that are coming out on the Switch. And I guess for somebody, and I've been through this before in the show, for someone that the Nintendo Switch is their only platform to play games, there's heaps to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, for somebody that plays on PS5 for much more of those core experiences and plays a Nintendo platform and system for Nintendo games, no. And I think that um, especially waiting for you know the Switch 2 to come out, and I'm feeling a little bit bummed out that it's not going to be coming out this year as well. Uh, now, even though I think that they're doing it for the right reasons in a weird way, they're probably going to have a really good launch year again, just like the Switch had. They're going to combat scalping as much as they can if that's the reason why, if that's correct. And I think that's great too. Um, but this platform is just not for me unless it is a full-blown, you know, t- take my small intestines out direct. Was, the, um, was Plucky Squire meant to be... Nintendo, or was that PS5? No, that's just I think that's a, coming all, to everything. All platforms, Well, I'm surprised yeah. that wasn't mentioned a little bit. Well, that got think, a delay, didn't it? Yeah, earlier. but I, I think I was asking you about that, and you said, oh, I'll probably be mentioned at the showcase. And it wasn't, was it? No, no, nothing. Yeah, the only thing I really was interested in was um, Fantasy Life. Mm. And, yeah, it looks, it looks good. I'm just, like I was saying my concerns to you, it's a fun game to play on your own. It's going to be a challenging game, I feel, to play together because mm. it's, yeah. yes. it's yes, like, it's like a Pokemon. Squire, yeah. much, much like a popular male porn star, it's coming on everything, uh, mm. I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really waited for that one. Yeah, <laughs> nice one, JB. That was well formulated, JB. That's good. Uh, so I have a date for that, unfortunately. Generous comments for a uh, really bad joke. Um, <laughs> that was champagne C-Mac. comedy. Yes. C-Mac. As the Nintendo Queen, oh, uh, yeah, a title definitely. which you've you've held for, for many years now, do you <laughs> feel as though Nintendo are scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. with uh, the offerings that they're, they're serving up for this uh, partner showcase? Well, uh, are they, they're, are they... they're, they're scraping at the barrel of their own games. Mario versus Donkey Kong. Come on. Mm. Diamond's favourite game of the year. It, they have got not... the remake of Thousand Year Door coming down the pipeline. Yes, which but I feel I like that is going about. to... I really feel like that's going to be... When, when is that coming out? We don't have a release date for this year. I feel like it's going to be a, one of the launch titles. For the... No. No. It's coming it's this year. Then? It's not going to be a launch title. It's going to be. I think it's going to be the major release we get this year. Um, they're sort for, of. Bit, they're sort of. Um, I think that finally this year we get Twilight Princess and Wind Waker oh HD. My God, surely not Twilight Princess again. One of them. It's going to be Twilight Princess or we Wind Waker. We can't have Twilight because, Princess again. But we we've can't. got this. This whole Twilight year. Princess is the Skyrim of the Nintendo world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's only it's had about twenty five different remasters, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. But Nintendo's in this position now where they they have stuff to sit on because they, you know, they've had a steady release window of. But things. it's all. I feel like it's nothing original. No, it's There's it's no going to be remakes and remasters and really small stuff. But yeah, know? nothing really grabbed my attention from the showcase at all. Really, like I said, Fantasy Life is the only thing I've I'm, I've been excited about mm. since I heard about it. But I didn't even really give anything else a real look at. 
to be honest. No, but even that it's... Penny's game, it doesn't really interest me. Like it's it looks fun. I can appreciate it, but I appreciate it like you appreciated Cuphead. <laughs> I appreciate it like good. a hole in the head. <laughs> I appreciate it's good, but not not for relaxing to play. No, it's, mm. and by all means, it's not relaxing. But <laughs> it's more about the fact that I, I like the acrobatics in those kinds of games and the and the the platforming um, challenges. I forgot about um, a thousand year door. I just forgot about that. So that's ex- yeah. I reckon I, I have a real big feeling. Yeah, there's sort of two big end games will be thousand year door and a remake of Wind, Wind Waker. I bet mm. you. Yeah, what I don't reckon it'll be Smart Princess. Yeah. What about just moving away from the partner showcase? What about Princess Peach Showtime? Oh, is, yes. This is a game oh my I don't gosh. know a lot about. Is there any excitement about this one? Yes, yeah. Oh my, thanks for reminding me. I, that is another one I watched at the mm. um, showcase. And that, it wasn't at the showcase. No, it wasn't. No, no. It's I, I just partner. No, what we were doing, we were watching um, Fantasy Life on YouTube and then that Princess Peach Showtime showed yeah. up as like next to watch or whatever and I watched the new trailer for that. That looks hmm. great. I reckon it'll... We saw a review, say, like an early review, saying it's quite a preview. Easy, which is a yeah. worry. Um, but I think it was always going to be an easier game. It looks to me like a Yoshi game, but yeah, but that's tricky. That's yeah, Yoshi games are tricky. Yeah, there's some more puzzly, puzzly games. But um, yeah, no, Princess Peach Showtime. It looks excellent, and apparently, it's mm. quite a large. Large kind of world, isn't it? Yeah, it, it looks kind of interesting. You know, there's actually she's some... actually, and I think you can't. There's no side of Mario, no side of Bowser at all. It's just a standalone game yeah. with just her. So that's really um, that's yeah. exciting in itself. And she's not just a damsel in distress. Damsel she's in actually distress. um, a lot of characters. Different. She's kicking personas. ass and taking names. She's doing it for the women. Yeah, go Peach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, strong, independent in woman. Month, I don't need no plumber. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, end of Mar- March, pretty much in a month. Yeah, yeah. Twenty second is the date I've got in front of me. Yeah, we'll get yeah. that. Hmm. Does look good. Yeah, yep. forgot about that. She's all like mushroom kingdom. Here <laughs> we come. Yeah. What about what about you, JB? You got any love for your Switch these days? Is that thing collecting dust, or have you been? I know you were playing some of the retro games not too long ago, but anything yeah. on the Switch which has got you excited to pick it back up and drag you away from the PC or the PS5? No, to be honest. Mm. And look, I, I think it's one of these things where when time is at a premium, and and you know it is for all of us. We're all busy people living busy lives. Um, I feel like I I need to really carefully curate the the games that I'm going to play and not not spend time on games and experiences that aren't going to you know live up to my expectations. And um, I guess it's one of these things. It really depends on what you're after. And and I think I'm at a point in my my gaming life where what I'm after is either really in-depth immersion and that's one of the reasons why you know the PSVR was was such an attractive sort of option for me because experiences on that are incredibly immersive mm-hmm. um, or it just has to have a really fun gameplay loop gameplay hook that that keeps me interested 
And most of the games sort of recently on Switch that that uh, are just sort of like indie games or whatever are also on PlayStation. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, to me, that feels like a, a superior experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I'm not really interested in taking the switch out and about with me. I I have tried it previously, but um, but yeah, that's that's not really something that I'm interested in doing now. So yeah, now the uh, switch at my place has got a uh, significant layer of dust uh, collecting mm-hmm. uh, on it, unfortunately for it. But um, it's because you fuckers aren't playing Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, too busy well. playing construction. um just just moving away from the nintendo news uh slightly another bit of news snuck under the radar this week and it was regarding sony's playstation vr2 headset yes and uh previously sony had taken the line of um the uh psvr2 uh is only made for the PS5 console and nothing else. Mm. However, it would appear that uh, Sony have now decided to change tact for some reason and now are saying that they're working on allowing PSVR 2 owners to connect the headset to a PC gaming rig. Uh, in in their words, they're saying, we are pleased to share that we are currently testing the ability for PSVR 2 players to access additional games on PC to offer even more game variety in addition to the PSVR 2 titles available through PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope to make this support available in 2024, so stay tuned for more updates. Now, immediately I'm super excited because there are some really cracking games available on uh, VR platforms on PC that for one reason or another have not been brought to console. They just haven't been ported across. Uh, I'm thinking immediately of uh, Half-Life Alex, which as a big fan of the Half-Life series for many years, that is such a disappointment that I can't play that on PSVR 2 because I would really like to try that game out now that I have some VR hardware. So... The prospect of potentially being able to play that on Steam mm. is uh, very appealing. Um, not to mention that there's some some other uh, games as well, some that are featured and streamed pretty heavily online. Um, I think it's it's like a sword and sorcery title, I think. I can't remember the exact name of it, but uh, around the time when Hogwarts Legacy came out, they released a mod for that where you could uh, have you know wand battles with other people and, you know, Players Voldemort or Harry Potter and you know Avada Kedavra, yeah. uh, every man and their dog to your heart's content. So uh, yeah, there's some pretty cool titles, and and I would presume that it means that titles that are currently available for platforms like the MetaQuest and Steam VR will now be also available to use for Sony VR. Yeah. But I guess the question that I want to put to the the crew: Why do we think Sony have now? made the decision to open up the PSVR 2 to PC. What do they stand to gain out of this decision? I can field this one. Well, they've sold about 10 of them. <laughs> okay. They've, cue up the emotional damage here, JB. The sales of the <laughs> PSVR 2 emotional damage. pretty lackluster. So, and that, 
I think comes down to the fact that what's the the PlayStation VR two game library look like? It's about four games. It's not very generous, <laughs> yes. So by opening up what is incredible hardware, you now attract people that want to play the PlayStation game specifically, but don't have to compromise on missing out on all the other experiences that other people are having on the PC. So I think it makes absolute a hundred percent for them to try to move more products. It it'd be like if you know you buy a PlayStation Five and you can only play just the PlayStation exclusives and nothing else. Like the fact that you can now play, like like I'm saying, the game library is basically quadrupled ten times over. So you know if you were looking at what games do I want to play, and you were thinking, well, I love Horizon. Well, now you've got more incentive, I think, to get a PSVR too because you don't, you know, compromise on not cashing on an, an existing game library that you would up to this point otherwise, you know, miss out on. So I think that's why they've done it. I think it's poor sales and, yeah, trying to keep it the PSVR two a bit more relevant when you've got access to more games. That's what I think anyway. 100%. Are we thinking, Steely, if I, if I throw this question to you, are we thinking that this could be a strategy by Sony to say that if they've got someone out there who has a PC and a PlayStation 5 and is thinking about purchasing a VR headset of some description but haven't settled on which, do we think this might be a way to influence them towards the VR2 in the hopes that they'll not only use it on their PC but also use it on the PlayStation 5 hardware and then, in effect, that translates to game sales on the PS5 hardware. Yeah, 100%. I I think that's such a good strategy, especially like Ferg said, for something that isn't doing very well. Uh, Simply because, A, it's an expensive piece of hardware. There are limited experiences on it that would probably be exciting for people that play PlayStation for a start because, you know, people that play on PlayStation are used to those experiences like Horizon and things like that, those bigger AAA experiences and there's not much of that on the platform. I mean, PlayStation 5 doesn't even have fuck all and exclusives on there anyway. It's 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 already has an issue with the amount of exclusive games um, made by PlayStation Studios on there that um, are truly next generation. So I think this is just a much better incentive for people that, yes, like, like us, I mean, that have a PC and a PlayStation 5 to kind of go, you know... Um, not that I'd ever go and buy one, but if I certainly had the money for it, I'd I'd definitely consider it because I'm just looking at a game that tickled my um my tickle bone, whichever. What the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> um, Asgard's Wrath Two when that got reviewed um to ten out of tens, out of tens, out of tens, out of tens. Um, and it's a VR game, and so many people say how incredible it is. And I'm thinking of you, JB, that now you'd be able to have access to that. Um, and and be able to play a game like that, which is an experience you can't do on PSVR 2 yet, but with a peripheral that arguably is, I, I think, one of the best of, of its kind, simply because, I mean, it was made and tailored for a specific piece of hardware and to be much more user-friendly than its predecessor, but um, I think that because you get the... The um, added benefit of the controls that come with it, I did like using those controls, and I think that it's going to be um, only good things for Sony. Uh, it's clearly only been good things for Sony to put their games on PC as well. Look at Helldivers. 
Helldivers mm. 2 is just one of the biggest fucking games in the world at the moment. And it wouldn't have been as big if they did not give it a Steam release. Um, the Steam release has been going nuts for that game. Mm. And so... I feel like they'd almost be kind of stupid not to do this. I think more and more now we're going to see game companies diversifying, not Nintendo. I think Nintendo is diversifying in a different way by creating good quality films and good quality secondary medias and getting into the theme parks because they are a family company um, and the theme parks make more sense. It's an activity where people can go and experience the the fun of Nintendo in real life. Whereas for these companies like Sony and Xbox, who are extremely Xbox, having to diversify into moving some of their, um, you know, <coughs> their... Am I boring you with that cough there, lass? <laughs> I'm joking. Um, Sorry. I think that uh, they have to move some of their games over to, you know competitive hardware uh, but I think that for Sony to be doing this is only going to be good for them to just actually shift some of these units um, mm-hmm. 100% Mac, just uh, throwing this question over to you do we think that this this move by Sony uh, almost um, is, is sort of a, a mirror image of what's going on over at Xbox where Xbox are now announcing that they're going to release uh, some of their exclusive titles on other platforms and they're trying to hmm. to sort of uh, bring people in and now Sony have announced that they're going to release their hardware to be used on other platforms. Do we think that this is a general trend going on in the gaming industry at the moment? Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's great. I think it's like just like what Simon was saying then. It needs to be done because I don't want to buy Xbox. <laughs> well, tell us what Top you really down. think. Yeah. Emotional damage. So yeah, I'd love to play. I don't know what was the game on Xbox that I was dying to play, and the rare replay. Is that what it was? No, yeah. You're, yeah. you're telling Assassin's the story. Creed Valhalla. I think. My favorite yeah. game. Um. <laughs> so uh, just just for a bit of um, information here, PlayStation VR two was released in February last year. Mm. Uh, sold 600,000 units in its first six weeks. That's slightly, a bit more than 10, yeah. Yeah, slightly outperforming <laughs> the original, which was released in October 2016. Uh, Sony failed to break the 1 million mark in the following holiday season. After several price cuts, the device reached 2 million sales in December 2017. So that was the original PSVR. Yeah. Uh, in total, Sony has sold more than 5 million units. Um, so, you know, um, they, they uh, are labelling VR as uh, a very uh, challenging category and uh, I think that uh, they were saying that there was a higher expectation generally for what VR would do to gaming. Yeah. Um, maybe it, it cool hasn't lived they, up to um, the hype. Wouldn't it be cool if when they release a new console, you can buy it in conjunction with a VR? I was just about to wouldn't say that. Wouldn't that be that. cool? Have, yeah, have a bundle or that, or it's just included in it and they just put up the price a bit more. Like, yeah. Wouldn't that be sick? So it's so it, that will become integrated into gaming when it's just a part of it, really. Yeah. I say that, but when I, we bought our first TV, it came with 3D glasses. Um, didn't ever use didn't them. Didn't use it. And mm. Used them once and then I was 30 seconds into my headache and I took them off. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you could always spend uh, the price of a small car and buy yourself uh, the Apple uh, Vision Pro uh, headset uh, and try your luck with that. Mm. I think I think that's probably the biggest the issue with it. It's just the cost. It's just mm. it's expensive. What I mean, what's the VR two start at eight fifty or something? Around about yeah. Yeah. So give or take. By the time you get a game, you're going to be, you know, potentially by you know the latest Horizon game or whatever, you're going to be you know, itching four figures, which for, you know, majority of people, it's a lot of money, um, especially on top of, you know, a PlayStation 5, which costs, I don't know what they're now, seven, you know, about the same. It's just a lot of money. It's a lot of uh, a lot of money to spend. Um, and then again, I just, as neat as the technology is, I just, I just can't, like, I don't think I'd ever get a VR headset ever um, mm. just because I can't see myself using it enough to feel like I'm getting value for money out of it. Like, um, incredible experiences, but not something that I'd, you know, I'd rather just sit on my couch with a controller for one, two hours as opposed to being an immersive experience for a same period of time. Oh, so, we've got too yeah. much shit over our floors. We wouldn't be able to use it anyway. No, I'd be stepping That's on it. a fucking yeah. Hot Wheels car. <laughs> There's only uh, one member of the DG crew <laughs> stupid enough to waste his money on uh, buying well, one of these uh, devices. Not but, necessarily. No, 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 not necessarily. Because no, then we no, can come no. to yours and buy it. <laughs> yeah. But I think sure. that the, the thing is, is that, you know, um, a lot of these companies are at the moment. I just look, I'm going to keep using Nintendo as an example. Look at how Nintendo has managed to be the best-selling system, even though it is not the best hardware. It's because of the software that's available on the Nintendo system. Whether or not um, you fucking construction simulator and bloody farming simulator wants to play Tears of the Kingdom or not, uh, and <laughs> all the other good games that are on Nintendo um, Nintendo Switch. The reason why it is doing as well as it is is, uh, well, one, functionality. Um, Mm. It's blended two of Nintendo's markets together to arguably make a much more successful and larger market um, because it tailors to two different sides of the coin. But the software is the most important thing. Um, When you look at a periphery or peripheral to a system like PSVR 2, what software is to really bring you into that all there is really in my mind is for horror lovers is resident evil horizon um call what is it called horizon Uh, call of the mountain call of the mountain um (laughs) there's only those experiences that i can think of that i'd go oh maybe maybe they are peripheral selling like games but they are shorter experiences it is a huge entry point and it's not accessible enough to everyone yet to do that. And that's where it brings me back to wife's point where she said uh, about bundling it in with the PlayStation. Sure, it'll make it really fucking expensive. But if if you're going to get one thing, then you have both of them together and maybe just bring the Discount price down price. a little bit because they're all but together. Now, but now that they're saying they're going to start releasing on P- PC, that's huge. Yeah. Like Joel was saying, it's just going to bring that straight back into people's minds again as something they might want to purchase because yeah. it's just opened up games. And if they have those PSVR 2 games available on Steam or wherever now, um, and yeah. if they start to do that, that's going to open up to all the people that are currently using a fucking meta quest because you want to support Zucks and his fucking Facebook company. 
maybe they're going to move to something that's more of a dedicated piece of gaming hardware that then is going to open up them to the PlayStation platform. That's what Joel was saying. Um, yeah, yeah 100%. Mm. I, I just think that there is just so, so much to be gained from this. But it is a, a matter of these companies not doing so well with these peripherals is because they don't have the software to back them up. And that's why I think Nintendo time and time again um, over the last seven years has been the most successful platform. It's because they have the software to back them. Nice one. And the portability aspect, which is something that I didn't realize Mm. how much I missed until I've been playing my Switch over the last um, handful of days. I think I've played, what to say, seven hours of Nino Cooney and I reckon six of those hours have been outside of my house. And it's just a fantastic little console yeah. to just when I go stick my, in. When I go on yeah. the bus, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've been <laughs> Those bus trips. The- yeah, well, oh, I have I been on. using it on the on the bus. So I actually See? do get some use out of the portability factor. But oh, Maybe I'll take my laptop and my PSVR 2 on the fucking bus. Yeah. Hey, you should. Do, do that. <laughs> I'm, play some call with I'm on my way to work. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, I think this VR 2 news for you, JB, especially is fantastic. And oh, I'm, yeah. And I'm looking forward to a Cuties Hacked VR review sometimes. Yes, soon. no, I'm very excited about the prospect of this. So, uh, <laughs> awesome. On that note, it's time for this week's novelty segment. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know what boys like. Boys like. What do they like? Boys like me. All right. Reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> And I believe uh, it's all you this week, uh, Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. It's all me, JB. So for this week, novelty segment, we're going to bring back an old segment, which we did all the way back in episode 28, I think it was. We're going to do a round of this or that, a.k.a. would you rather. Do you want a theme tune for this or that, Ferg? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've got one. Did we have one? Do you you want one? Oh, do I want one? Yeah, go on. This or that, this or that. This or that with Fergus Fergimon Hamilton. <laughs> nice. Wow. Mm. Wow. We. Well done. We've, uh, oh, like we've aroused the, the studio audience that we have uh, are, watching us. Yeah. So, Happens to have a guitar right next to him. <laughs> Things are changing here at the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Wow-wee. We're going to have lots more of where that came from. <laughs> oh God. That's <laughs> it. Record in front of a live studio audience. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, look, pretty straightforward explanation. I'm just going to lay out some this or that, would you rather questions. We'll go around in a clockwise direction because uh, we're all sitting in the same room, obviously. So, we'll go JB, <laughs> Steely, C-Mac and myself. So, yeah, give us your answer and you can elaborate on a reason why you've picked this or that. So, mm. I've got... A big old list. I'm just going to go through them randomly. And if it's dragging on and you want to gong me, let me know, JB. But anyway, right, here we go. Starting with JB. PC, Master Race, or video game consoles? Mm. I'm going to say uh, consoles, um, simply because um, I think that... Um, the, the way in which you're interacting is is better. I, I like the controller more so than keyboard and mouse. Wow. Steely? Yeah, I'm a console guy. And for two reasons, I love a good controller, but also because I like the fact that a console 
is kind of tailored to just play the fucking games. And I don't have to go like, no, I've got to go into the settings. Or, oh, now I've got to turn off RTX, my 3000 <laughs> RTX, because it doesn't fucking run this game. You know, like, that's just me. <laughs> I much prefer a, a tailored experience. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'll Checks go con- console as well, because, yeah, I don't have time to sit on a computer without being harassed. Okay. PC all day for me. Keyboard and mouse. Catalog of games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outnumbered, but anyway, PC. All right. Oh, if we're fucking lovers of consoles, the PlayStation Five or the Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Mm. Uh, oh, this is a hard one. Um, do I want ultra realism or? Uh, Something that looks like a, a, a potato that's been squashed under the heel of my boot. So, yeah, PlayStation 5, obviously. Nintendo Switch. I can't live without Nintendo games. And there is... Uh, fuck off! Start fucking selling some systems, JB. Uh, come I'm, to- gonna, I'm just going to answer because we have to get through them. I'm going to say Nintendo Switch as well, just purely because it's been out... Has it been out longer than the PlayStation 5? Yes, yes definitely. Yeah. And it has just a more games that I've played on it. So, mm. okay. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, I really enjoy both, but I'll probably just go with the PlayStation just due to the uh, hardware mm. um, and right. the superiority. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is the better hardware, but I mean, it doesn't have as many fucking games on it. Come on. Mm. Anyway, Lick it moving on. Slip it. Moving on. Uh, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Uh, Mortal Kombat for me. Um, I love the fatalities too much. Mm. Yeah. Um, This is a hard one because I've really fallen out of love with both of them. I like seeing the fatalities though. I'm with (coughs) JB. There's nothing, you can't beat those gory fatalities. Uh, I'll go Mortal Kombat because I've never played Street Fighter. That's fair enough. Okay. Uh, uh, I might buck the trend and go with Street Fighter. I do love the Mortal Kombat okay. fatalities, but I don't know the aesthetic of Street Fighter colours and stuff like that. I don't know what that was about, but I just, I don't know. Street Fighter. I'll go Street Fighter. How about- Have you played Pokken Tournament? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice All right. One. How about Mario Kart or Mario Party? Mm. That's an easy one. Uh, I'm going to say Mario Kart um, because I think that uh, yeah, it's a classic. It's it's always fun. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a perfect blend of sort of racing and you know whatever else you mm. call the the other stuff you do. So <laughs> yeah, nice Mario yeah. Kart all the way. Yeah, mm. you can't beat Mario Kart. Froth it. It's one of my highest played games of all time. Yeah, Mario Kart. Same reasons. Yeah, I reckon I'm going to go Mario Kart as well. Mario and Party you can play Mario fun, Kart alone, right? Fuck you know? Mario Party. Because Mario so Party, got- you have to have Mushroom friends. Kingdom, oh. here we come. <laughs> 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 That's the most amusing one tonight. Going to have to start yep. paying Chris Pratt. Yeah. How about Last of Us 1 or Last of Us 2? Mm. I'm going to say Last of Us 1. And... Um, I don't know. I just think that there's there's something about The Last of Us Part One and the the story between Joel and Ellie. I think it's yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like just all the little quips and all the little conversations they have when you're just sort of cruising around the world. Mm. Yeah, I think Last of Us One too. 
There's something, it captured lightning in a bottle, that game. Something that you can't beat. Um, number two is a great game, don't get me wrong, but um, if I had to pick for story, yeah, I'm with JB. I feel like I'm copying, but yeah, number one. But we definitely. have so many like memories of pl- like me playing that and you shitting your pants on the couch. <laughs> and, in, uh, oh, what beautiful memories just of me shitting my pants when we met. That's oh, great. do you want to date me? Oh, your pants are full of shit. Awesome. What about you, Fer? Uh, well, I haven't played either because I'm a loser. So oh, right, well, I'll, uh, fuck you then. Oh, my God. The how TV have you show. not played them yet? <sighs> fuck yeah. me, Ferg. Go and eat your own dick. Ferg, I love you so much, but fuck me. It's on my to-do Play list. It. it was up the top as well, and then Nino Cooney and Going Away has no, derailed it. So it's next in line. It's number two on the uh, conveyor belt of games that I'm going to get around to. Imagine not playing it. Like imagine mm, you'd have you to be a complete it. fucking idiot, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I, know. I told you off the bat, I'm a loser. I'll get to it. How about uh, indie games or AAA games? You know, I play more indie, I reckon. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go indie. Mm. AAA games are really taking a fucking dive, haven't they? And, mm. I mean, the first quadruple A game came out uh, not so long ago in Skull and Bones, and that was a complete shit fuck. <laughs> so I'm going to go indie as well. Yeah. I've had a lot of good indie experiences. Yeah, mm. I reckon if we're going to go based off of now, I, I would have said previously triple A, but mm. right at this moment in time, probably more indie I've enjoyed. Mm. Uh, no, I'll go triple A. You know. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. Seems to be a lot of, uh, yeah. Um, how about a couple of recent games? How about Hogwarts Legacy or Horizon Zero Dawn slash Forbidden West? Uh, oh, this is going to be controversial. Um, great question, though. I'm going to say Hogwarts Legacy. To be honest with you, I had mm. I had more fun with that than what I did with um, with Horizon. Mm. Wow! Yeah. I wasn't expecting that from JB. Neither was um, I. You know what? I liked the voice acting in Hogwarts Legacy better. <laughs> but that's not to discredit Lance Reddick because he's mint. Emotional damage. Any opportunity to absolutely fuck shit on <coughs> Ashley Birch and her fucking uh, drawl. What you have to understand, Simon, is that, uh, you know, playing Horizon is uh, an experience you cannot avoid. Sorry, what that was you my, do? What that you was do, my um, Reddick. Ash, what do you do? Christopher Walken doing... <laughs> Christopher doing Walken Aloy. as Lance Reddick. As Lance Reddick. Oh, as Lance Reddick. Go. Um, uh, Aloy, I, am I a good guy or a bad guy? You're not, you don't know that. <laughs> I am kind chasing, of a neutral. Uh, Hades across the, the the ground, you know. <laughs> I have to torture him with uh, with nice experiences. Hey, Aloy, stop being a little bitch. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. You yeah. have to revive Gaia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my fault. Anyway, I think we all picked Hogwarts Legacy there. No, 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 no. Excuse me, no. I'm going. um, I'm much preferred having a story that wasn't horseshit. It's Horizon. Wow, we. I I'd go Horizon as well over Hogwarts Mm, Legacy. Even though we completely got way more. You think you know some people? I thought. Yeah, it was good. I thought everyone would pick Hogwarts Legacy except for Joel. 
But I, I pick Hogwarts Legacy as well. One of the okay. best open worlds I've played in in a long time. Split right down the middle. Eh? Straight down the gouts. Um, how about platformers or simulation games? Mm, simulation all the way for me. Mm. Platformers through and through. I'm a platforming guy. Okay. Simulation. Get out of my fucking house. Yes. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Our house. C-Mac. <laughs> yeah, C-Mac's correct. Simulation all the way. I'm yep. correct. Yeah, that's the correct yeah, answer. Fuck so, yes. So. Platformers all the way. You guys uh, just suck at reactionary platforming. Platform up your own dick. I do um, that about- on the frequent. How about some would you rathers? Sort of off the back of the Last of Us 1 and 2 question. Would you rather only be able to play the first game in a series of games or the second game in a series of games? So, you know, would you like the nostalgia of the first game or the follow-up, which in most cases is generally better for the most part? Yeah, I'll, I'll only play the sequel, thanks. Sequels. I would only play the sequels too. I'm just trying to think of all the sequels I've played. I, I would play the sequels too because I'm thinking, you know, Thousand Year Door. Yes. Crash Bandicoot sequels. Yes. Spyro sequels. Yes. I'm thinking like Mario 2, which I just, I have a fucking nostalgia lick for that I'm game. I'm also thinking Bioshock. That's number three, like the but sequels. That's number three. But number three is a... I'd play number one of that before I play number two. Anyway. But... There's then, so you know, many sequels that I've played over the years that I would never go back to the original now, like Fallout mm, 2. Mm. Um, I think about like Skyrim, which was obviously really a sequel to Oblivion mm. um, and you know, a much better game, in my opinion. Um, even Fallout 4 versus Fallout 3. I mean, you could kind of call that a sequel, I guess. Mm. Um, Unchart- the Uncharted games as well. Yeah, sequels. sequels were way better. You know what I find about video game sequels versus film sequels is that they often often improve on what came yeah. before it. And yep. that's that's the thing and that's why I think sequels are so much more relevant and um and juicy than the originals. Cuz the yeah. originals are just like, "Oh, that's just a fucking tech demo." You know how people say that now like me. Um <laughs> but yeah. How about you're only able to... Would you rather only be able to play games that are long slash endless games, so live service games or games like Persona, which go for forever, or only be able to play games that are less than 20 hours long? So games that are done in 20 hours or games that go beyond that time? Um, I, I'd say games that... That go longer than twenty hours. I, I'd, mm. I'd go. I'd err on the longer side because you just get more value for money, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Lots of bloat, not much goat. I'm, I'm thinking that twenty hours would be better if you had to play. Like, imagine being having to play a live service for the rest of your life, or something that just didn't fucking end. You'd get, you'd get. Bl- you get bummed after a while because there needs to be an end. Oh, this is going to get very philosophical. So 20 well, hours. Speaking of uh, getting bummed, uh, you know, you've obviously got uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong and, and games of that nature on the uh, Switch, which uh, seem to be uh, more the norm than uh, 
than not. So um, I suppose if you're a big Switch fan, you've got no choice but to play games I mean, that are less than 20 at, hours. At 20 most. hours, you're giving up on Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, Steely. Um, not necessarily, because if I really fucking wanted Speed to, on. I can go straight to Ganondorf at the end. If mm. I really wanted to, just to fuck with myself. Mm. Are you saying to play one game for the rest no, of your no. life, or like just, just long games? It's basically games? every game that you can get done in 20 hours, or every game that you can get done nah, in Nah, I time. would pick the under 20 hours, just because, I, yeah, my attention span is not good, and mm. I need to move on. Mm. Yeah, I can't cope. But how do you pick? Like this is a thing. Anyway, as well. this is just a would you rather? No, but it's a, it's I know, theoretical. But you know so that I overthink we hypothetical. Sorry, hypothetical. Yeah. So yeah, you don't think about it. He's because a, in platformers, no. there's a lot of replayability. You can get more than twenty hours yep. out of them. Yep. So maybe, yep. maybe mm-hmm. more than twenty hours. How about? How about you? For the rest of your life, would you rather only be able to play? Game awards either nominated or winning games or everything else. So, for example, in 2023, you're only allowed to play Spider-Man, you know, um, Baldur's Gate 3, anything that was either nominated or won an award. So, your catalogue of games is probably only sort of like 20, 30 games or something or everything else. A lot of good games that came out last year that weren't nominated didn't win. Yeah. Um, so it's the creme de la creme or the everything else? Creme de la creme. I'll play, <laughs> yeah. I think I'll play the everything else, to be honest with you. Oh, this is tricky. I'd go with the creme de la creme. I think that you've just gone completely against what you said earlier on where time is of the <laughs> yeah. essence, JB, and that every second counts when playing games now mm. and that you'd rather play some shit than play the fucking best games of the year that year and only the best games. Like I'd go the creme. Creme de la creme. Um, I think just... Basically because 2023 was such a great year and that's etched in my brain currently, I'll go the creme de la creme. But there you know, there are years where the games on offer aren't as good. Um, but, yeah, no, creme de la creme. Um, creme. What else we got here? How about some RTS ones? Oh, this one's for you specifically, JB. StarCraft mm. or Age of Empires? Mm. StarCraft. It's got a better story, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one for Steely. How about Diablo 4 or Skull and Bones? Diablo 4. <laughs> Didn't even have to think twice. Didn't even have to think about it. All right. What have we got for C-Mac? Skull and Bones. For C-Mac. Crash Bandicoot Insane oh. Trilogy or Spyro Reignited Trilogy? That's a hard one. Um. Thanks for that. You should see her face. It's all scrunchy. Um, um, I can't answer it. I don't know. Come on. I don't know. You have to. Spyro. I knew you'd go for the purple dragon. Um, JB, how about a couple of games that you've loved a lot in the last couple of years? Mm. Subnautica Mm. or Oxygen Not Included? Mm. Um... 
I would probably say Oxygen Not Included. I had a lot, a lot of fun with that one. Haven't played two, it for a little while now, but um, yeah, great game. Two of JB's games of the years. Um, yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, that's classic. Uh, Steely, what about Mario or Zelda? Oh, Zelda. Zelda. And another one. Listen. Another one for C Mac. Paper Mario yeah. or Animal Crossing? Paper Mario. All day. Boom. Even though yeah. now there are more shit Paper Mario games than there are good ones. It, it just lived forever. It's true. I'm, not, I'm only a recent Animal Crossing fan, so That's I've, a been a, I've been a lifelong. Lifelong! Uh, what do we got? A couple more and we'll wrap up. How about um, Pokemon or The Sims? Um, Pokemon, I think, because I, I, I just think that it's a bit more fun, you know, uh, the whole leveling up thing. I think The Sims has got a very limited lifespan once you've sort of, you know, bought all Killed the furniture everyone. and got the yeah. best job and all the rest of it. It gets a bit boring. Mm-hmm. It, it, sorry, I'm answering Pokemon or Sims. Well, yeah. I don't really... I think that The Sims is the biggest waste of time. <laughs> uh, so I'd say Pokemon. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I'd say Pokemon, as same as my last answer. It's just the game I've played the longest. Mm. Yeah, I'm really split on this one. I'd probably just flip a coin because I love The Sims and also love Pokemon equally. Um, mm. I'll just be different and pick The Sims. Why not? Um, i got two more. Yep. How about a sports one? How about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater oh, or FIFA slash oh. EA Sports Football Club or whatever it is? played a lot more FIFA, so I'll go FIFA personally. I have so much nostalgia for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because it was one of the games that my brother actually liked to play with me. Um, but and then I also have a lot of love for FIFA because it's one of the only games my brother actually likes to play with me. So, <laughs> so it does I don't check know, out. Yep. But I think that I, I've had we've had so many good times, all of us bar Casey because she couldn't give a fuck about either of those franchises playing FIFA together. So mm. I can't I can't go past I'm, FIFA. I'm going to go the skateboarding one. Oh, Boom. nice. Sure. Yeah, again, massive nostalgia for Tony Hawk's. Love those games, but I think, you know, how many do we have? We had about six or seven of them and they've sort of run their course now. So oh, I'm going to go FIFA as well. Mm. Awesome. Uh, and to finish it off because... You know, we're big Zelda fans here. Would you take every single Zelda game before Breath of the Wild or would you take Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, every game before Breath of the Wild. Every game before Breath of the Wild. There's more. Every mm. game before Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I reckon I would 100%. as well. 100%. All right, Gucci gang, thanks for playing uh, this or that. Alright, slash would you rather. Um and you know what I was gonna do is the um this or that theme tune, but why don't I just go fuck myself? <laughs> this or that, 
And it's all that And there was a game we played Called it's all that With Fergus Fergamon Hamilton The third Nicely done. And that brings us to the end of another episode of the Discerning Gamer podcast. As always, I'd like to thank the DG crew, starting with Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thank you. Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And Simon Steely McLaughlin, thank you. Oh, thanks for having me here. Um, I've sat on this chair for so long, I'm starting to get a nose bleed. It's the theme of the week, but thanks for having me, JB. It's been great. Whoa. Excellent. (laughs) And last but not least, thank you to the Nintendo Queen, Pistol, Pisty, Pete, The Pist. I'm always very delayed. Thanks for having me, everyone. Casey C. Mac McLaughlin, thank you. And uh, yeah, if you want to uh, weigh in on this or that, or uh, potentially pose your own this or that question to us here at the DG Crew, reach out to us on the socials, let us know, and we'll see you next week. Bye. And if you liked the This or That theme tune, um, write to me personally. Uh, I'd love to know if you liked it because it's going to be the best validation I get this week. Um, I won't get much more than that. So uh, if you want to make it, if you want to validify my um, song prowess, what? Uh, do it. I'd love that. 